22, verse 17. Revelation 22 and 17. We read it from the King James Version. Amen. This is something rested in my heart the last few days, so it's okay. You gotta be obedient. Amen. Revelation 22, 17. King James. And the spirit and the bride said, Come. And let him that hear say come. And let him that thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Once again, and the spirit and the bride said, come. And let him that hear say come. And let him that thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The thought for this text is simply come. An invitation to salvation. Amen. Amen. Everybody, let's all say, say, come. Come. An invitation, An invitation to, salvation. to salvation. Amen. Out of all these things we teach, out of all these things we talk about, let us show the way of salvation uh, as clearly as possible. And about in this text, uh, the thought is come an invitation to salvation. Amen. This text talks about a lot of things. The, the whole book of Revelation talks about a lot of things, especially the end of this age. However, even though we see judgment everywhere in the book, you can still see grace and mercy in the same book. Yes, it's a gloomy book, and everybody don't like to read Revelation, but in the, uh, we find a way of salvation in one small word, and it says, come. God is so good to us, even in the midst of wrath, you still find grace and mercy. In the midst of perdition, you find grace and mercy. In the midst of pain and struggle, you'll find grace and mercy. I, I am reminded in the book of Genesis, the flood was out there, but there was still an ark. And in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot ran to the Mount of Zorah. In the book of Ezekiel, when judgment fell on Israel and it started at the temple, the mark of God was written down on the foreheads of the remnant. I'm talking to the remnant right now. There's still hope. There's still grace. And there's still mercy. Why? Because God is still on the throne. Yes, he is. Even in times like these, the song says, your grace and your mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment all because of you. The grace and mercy. And this book comes in the word C-O-M-E, come. In this portion of scripture, God, uh, John is giving his final thoughts uh, concerning the apocalyptic word uh, that came from God. He wrote about a lot of things that he saw. You hear what I'm saying to you? He wrote about a lot of things he saw. He saw mountains collapsing. He saw seas boiling. Stars falling from the sky. And the sky is cracking like glass. Men are hiding. Babylon is uh, dissolving. And the angel he saw, he stand on the quaking earth and the stormy sea saying, time shall be no more. And in the midst of all this, he heard those soul-saving words come. And yet he saw the Lord still on the throne. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, the branch of Jesse, the land, the land that was slain before the foundation of the world. And he, he saw something else. The church coming down from God, like a bride getting ready for getting ready for her wedding day. And then he saw that, but he heard the word come. Uh -huh. 
It ain't saw something else also. He said, ain't I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Y'all not praying with me. He saw a new heaven and a new earth. Let me pause and reflect. When God cracks the sky, he don't bring an old heaven to a new earth or a new earth to an old heaven. He said, all things I will make new. So you got to have a new heaven and a new earth. And he looked over there and he saw a crystal fountain. The river of life pouring out freely. And then he saw by the river a tree of life. I think I'm preaching ain't it? One fruit for every nation. One fruit for every month of the year. And it's so good. It's so plentiful. And it's meant for the healing of the nation. And yet the Bible said, don't be scared and don't be afraid. Come. He saw a few things. Then he heard a few more things. He heard the voice of God say this, no more. Yeah, yeah, you hear what I'm saying to you? He said, no more. I like that part. I like this. my favorite part in the whole Bible. It says, no more. We live in a time where we go through a lot of things. We live in a time where there's a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of drama, a lot of pain and struggle and bad news. But in the eternal presence of God, that thing will be no more. No more curse that came from Adam. No more pain and no more sorrow, no more sadness, sickness in your body, no more laboring. I know we work hard, and tomorrow's Labor Day, but there will be no more work time. As a matter of fact, no more tears, for God shall wipe every tear from my eyes. And after that, John heard something else. He heard a lot of things, and when you're in this presence, you experience a lot of things. He heard this, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. We need to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faiths. Amen. And the Bible says, and the Spirit and the bride said, Come. Mm -hmm. The Lord is calling us to come. And I hear the saints calling back to the Lord, please come back. Now the people, uh, there's trouble on every side. Lord Jesus, come. There people and uh, innocent children are being killed. Lord, please come. Corruption everywhere. Lord, come. Jesus is telling us to come. But we in our prayers are calling back to God, saying, please, Jesus, come. And I said before this text, has an end time theme. Uh, the text uh, is sort of a, a benediction of the whole Bible. Uh, but uh, we, I believe it's telling us about something else. The Holy Spirit is wrapping this whole thing in a nice little bow. And he's begging the sinners to please come. You've seen all this and you read all this. Now it's time for you to come. Come to Jesus. Come to salvation. Leave your sin and come to God. This is God's final invitation. No more miracles and no more crucifixion. This is no new idea, no more new revelation. He's telling the sinners to come. Jesus. Yeah, there's no more new thoughts or no more red seas being parted. Jesus is not coming back and being crucified again. He says, sinner, you need to come. Jesus. But because of our nature, because we was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, sometimes we don't want to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, oh, another word, we don't want to come right now. Mm 
You see, I don't want to come to Jesus right now. I don't want salvation right now. I don't want to change right now. How many people though can testify when you came to Jesus, you sang the song, a change has come over me. A wonderful, wonderful change has come over me. Is there somebody here say, I was going one way, but the Lord. I was going down the wrong path, but the Lord. Is there somebody here that has a but God attitude, a but God praise, on my way to hell, but God. On my way to wreck out and die, but God. Oh, is there somebody here that has a but God praise? Glory to God. Yeah, you can sing it, and regardless of your circumstance, the Bible, this is the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, it says regardless of your circumstance, regardless of how you feel, you can still come. Uh -huh. As a matter of fact, regardless of how you feel about yourself, you can still come to Jesus. Uh -huh. We are so disobedient sometimes, when somebody tells us what to do, we don't want to do it. Mm. But the Holy Spirit is saying, come. Not just some of you in here, but there's the folk out there don't want to come because of their past. Yeah. Now the bones of your past is still holding you by the hand, so you don't want to come right now. Because of their sin in your life, you don't want to come. Because of ongoing issues, you don't want to come. I'm saying, how can a perfect God who, who loves mankind and died for me, how did he do that? He just did it. And he's saying, come. Jesus, who's so loving, Jesus, who's so kind, is telling you right now, to come. Don't get yourself clean up. Just come. Don't reform yourself. Just come. Don't get strained out. Just come. Somebody said, I have my own personal opinions about doctrine. I have my own personal views about people getting saved or how they should get saved and how should they stay saved. What your opinions got to do with salvation? Jesus is saying, come on. Come in and be saved. There's some people out there that don't want to get it right right now. They don't want to come right now. Why? Because they want to keep on falling into sin. Keep on having premarital sex. Keep on smoking. Keep on drinking and blaspheming. Oh, but Jesus is still calling you uh -huh. to come on home. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's not just talking about the sinner, but people who backslide. He's not just talking about the sinner, but the saints who fell and out in that foreign country. He said, Saints, my child, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But if you don't believe me, if you don't trust the preacher, if you don't believe my, don't take my word for it. Look at the verse that said, And the spirit and the bride said, Come. Not Pastor Cameron, not New Nazareth. The spirit and the bride say come. Now you can hear that ever flowing fountain. Your soul is thirsty for God. Your soul is thirsty for forgiveness. Thirsty for somebody to love you. And the spirit is telling you, you don't have to thirst no more. Here's the fountain of salvation. Come. 
The spirit, that means the Holy Spirit. The spirit that seals. The spirit that empowers. The spirit that enables. The spirit that regenerates. Make all things sufficient. The spirit that sanctifies. Perfects the saint. Getting them ready to heaven. When you're alone and you feel down, that same spirit gives you comfort. I'm telling you, the spirit is saying, come. But not just the spirit. He said the spirit and the bride. Uh-huh. The spirit and the bride. Both are calling you to come. The bride means the church. I'm not just saying, not just church folk or people wearing a nice suit and a long dress. I'm talking about the invisible church, the ecclesia. Uh, it's telling you to come on home. Sunday mornings, you can hear it say, come. In Bible study, you can hear the church say, come. In prayer meetings, you can hear it say, come. In your night devotions, in the songs you sing, in all our teaching, in all our preaching, you can hear the bride say come. Normally brides are caught up in the wedding. This bride here is inviting you to come to the wedding. And if you don't uh, hear the church, if you don't hear a voice in that church, you are at the wrong church with the wrong bride. Because the bride is a reflection of her husband. And Jesus is saying come. The Spirit is saying come. And the bride is saying come. And I cannot teach you for a while. Uh, those, the Bible said, those that hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that hear it say come. So, those that, that means those who believe. Is telling you to come. Those that uh they heard the gospel is saying come. Uh, in other words, they go out and they tell you to come. Mm -hmm. That is not a permission. That is the great commission. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? That is not a uh, suggestion. That is a command. Uh, the, those that hear it say come. Those that believe I say say come. Those that have faith in Christ is saying come. Those that love the Lord is saying come. Those who trust him and hear his voice. The Bible said my sheep hear my voice and no stranger that's not going to follow. Those that hear him say uh, come and the Bible says the Bible says whosoever will let him come. The fountain is open and the barbecue is ready Not granted used to say whenever you ready to eat you can come on and eat whenever you ready whosoever will let them come. Whosoever includes everybody whosoever is not just one group, not just for one nationality, but whatsoever means whosoever. Whosoever I say will. If you will, if you are willing, you can come. If you're hungry, you can come. If you're thirsty, you can come. Not, you say whosoever will, not whosoever work, not whosoever pay tithe, not whosoever does community service. Whosoever will, if your spirit and your soul is willing, the Lord is willing. If you want healing, you can come. If you want deliverance, you can come. You don't have to go through a lot of hoops and changes. If you are willing, your heart and soul is willing. Whosoever will, 
them, let them come. This is the will of man, being drawn by the Spirit of God. Out in the desert, called life. There's a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all the guilt and stain. All of this, and they're saved to sin no more. And the Bible says, whosoever will, let him. Let him. If a man is thirsty, if a woman is thirsty, let them. Now, if you're in the court, in the courtroom full of people, and you have a ticket or something like that, and you're in a room full of people, and you find out that the police officer is not coming, uh-huh, and when the police officer is not coming, your, your, your case is normally thrown out, right? And after a while, after that while, they start calling names. And then you hear your name called. And you say, move out the way. My name is being called. You need to move and let me come. So in our spiritual lives, tradition, move out the way and let them come. Old standards, move out the way and let them come. The spirit of Roman Catholicism in the church, move out the way and let them come. Those dusty doctrines, move Move and let them come. Not just as our doubts need to move out the way. Our past need to move. Satan move out the way. Sin and shame move out the way. Church folk, you need to loose them and let them come. Bishops, get out the way. Let them come. So-called apostles, move out the way and let them come. False teachers, move out the way. Despisers, Fundamentalists, conservatives, get out the way and let people come. And then if they still don't come, the bailiff is called Jesus. We'll move them every time. I love this part. When you come, when you come to Jesus, when you leave sin to salvation, when you come, you get to take. Mm. You hear what I'm saying to you? <clears throat> saying they get to take. Yeah, and other, other religions want you to bring. Uh-huh. Muhammad wants you to bring. Confucius wants you to bring. Philosophy wants you to bring. Ah, but when Jesus saves your soul, all you have to do is come and take. Why? Because it's free. Gratis, por favor. It is free. You look at somebody like you're crazy. If you're at the park, you look at them strange. If they dig it in their pocket and there's water fountain is flowing, say, I can't drink it because I don't have any money. No, this water is free. Not only free, you can take it freely. You hear what I'm saying to you? This means it's often this you want, you can come and take it freely. Freely I have, and freely I give. At a barbecue, they try to limit your drinks. When you're at the fountain of life, you can take that water anytime. And when you take it, you can take it freely. Come and dine. The table is spread. The feast of the Lord is going on. I'm so glad, and I'm so glad. When I came to Jesus, I became I came and I was able to take. I took as much hope as I need. You can take as much love as you need. Take some understanding, by the way. Take some.
some peace. It takes some patience. It takes self-control. It takes self-denial. I may have issues. I may have a past. But I can come to the fountain and take. I may have issues. I may still have some problems. But I can come to Jesus and I can take. You can come to him and you can take from him. He said, I have it and you can give it freely. Man puts limits and they put boundaries. But Jesus said, my arms are stretched and it's free for you. The reason why, because I paid for it. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. All you have to do, by faith, come and take as much as you like. If you're willing, God is willing. Don't worry about um, election. You are elected. If you're willing, you're his elect. Just believe and have faith. Leave your sins and come to Christ. Leave hell and go to salvation. And you can take as much as you like. May God bless you. May he keep you. Amen. Amen.